0: All right, here we go, Sarah here, welcome back to another episode of Your Fucking Welcome. I am fresh back from a client retreat that I just did last week at Miraval, and it was a beautiful, transformative, exhausting couple of days, just allowing ourselves to hang out in the pool and do things like hanging meditations and talk business and talk life over, you know, dinner and cocktails. And it was just a really incredible few days, especially for, you know, the women that joined me there, I'd like to think. And, you know, as I was sitting here thinking about what I wanted to talk to you about today, you know, naturally I was reflecting on just some of the things that came up during our time together. And one of the biggest things that I am a really big I was going to say advocate for, but that's probably not the right way to say it. It's just that I see so clearly in my own life and therefore, especially when I'm talking to clients, I see how important it is to recognize the way in which so many of us resign ourselves to what we believe is actually true, right? That is when it comes to the rules about business. Or the way we resign ourselves to, you know, the chaos of daily life and, oh, this is just the way that things have to be. And, you know, I feel like I see so many people say things like, you know, you have to do the mindset work. And and I'm sure I've said similar things, but I think so often nobody's saying exactly like what to actually do, right? And I think so often the reason for that is there are so many different ways to do it and, like, you know, different topics, different struggles, different problems have to be addressed in different ways and, you know, certain ways of working, right? Like they resonate with us in different, in different ways. But I think as a general, very practical, very logical rule or step in terms of doing the mindset work, I want you to get curious about your thoughts, right? And Make it a regular practice to check in with yourself. And again, be the watcher, pay attention to the things that are going through your brain at any given moment, specifically those moments where you feel like your emotions are heightened, right? Like if you feel triggered or mad or angry or frustrated about something, in those moments, pay attention to what's really going on and ask yourself certain questions like, you know, what's what's really happening here? Is this really that big of a deal? Do I actually want this thing? Am I actually angry at this person or is there something deeper going on, right? But so when it comes to the resigning ourselves to certain things piece, right? And again, the practical steps that I think can be really helpful and and seem really simple, but can really make a world of difference is something as simple as setting your timer on your phone, right? Maybe it's every hour, maybe it's every six hours, maybe it's every, every six minutes, but this constant reminder to look within Especially if you're new to this, I think it's such a powerful thing because I think, again, so often we can be on this like we have this routine of journaling every morning or meditating every morning, and then we do it for a couple days, a couple weeks, and all of a sudden we kind of start chasing the next thing or we fall off for whatever reason and we forget to go back to it, right? And so I think just the simple practice of I'm going to today when I need to get back on the horse or when I need to start this, however you want to say that, making that again, something as simple and as basic as setting a timer and that serves as such a great reminder of like, let me check in with myself about what's going on on a micro level. And in the past hour, what, when did I feel good? When did I feel bad? When did I feel sad? When did I feel stressed? What felt heavy? What felt draining? Right. And again, being able to witness what was actually going on with yourself, like I said, in such a practical way is so much more, I think, enlightening than, you realize, or it's not as like, if we're talking about coaching specifically, that's not that sexy because that's not something you can sell, right? Like, but sometimes I think this, this mindset stuff is again, so it can be so incredibly simple, especially if you're not doing it already. And so again, my point ultimately is that you watching your thoughts and getting curious about your thoughts will change your life right? It will change your life and diving a little bit deeper as to what is actually going on. And so back to my main point here is I want you to recognize and pay attention. Thus the whole, you know, timer rant, because I think like, that's a really great way to push yourself and remind yourself to actually do that. But if you were to set a timer right for yourself and check in, like I said, every hour, every six hours, whatever works for you in your life, And pay attention to the rules that you are writing for yourself in terms of how you think life or business has to go, right? So just two specific examples. Um, I think so often... A lot of people will sit there and say that they don't like one-on-one coaching. I've heard that from so many people and I'm, I always want to be somebody who is like, okay, you don't have to do one-on-one coaching if you don't want to, because really like every coach I've ever worked with has kind of, um, like pushed me to do one-on-one coaching. And I don't want to say push cause not, it wasn't in a negative way, but I think a lot of times some people just assume there's something deeper going on with this is why you don't want to do one-on-one coaching. Whereas sometimes I just think it's okay to say, no, I don't like this. Let me move on. But my point is, is so often when I hear from people about like them not liking one-on-one coaching, I'm always like, okay, like if you don't want to do one-on-one coaching, that's totally fine. But let's first, just to make sure that we're on the same page and just to make sure that we're making decisions from this faith-based place, let's look at the reasons that you don't like one-on-one coaching. And things will come up like, well, you know, I have to send the notes for the call after after we wrap up, or, you know, they voxer me a lot in between sessions. Or, you know, people book calls and then they don't show up for them, so on and so forth. And that's where I want you to, again, this is where the timer comes in handy, because then you can kind of catch yourself. Okay, over the last hour, what things didn't feel good? What things didn't I like? And can we go a little bit further in terms of why am I telling myself it has to be that way? Why am I telling myself, like, why am I essentially resigning myself to those rules? Because nobody says that you have to send notes Nobody says you have to do Voxer support in between. Nobody says that you have to be okay with clients that don't show up for sessions. And so I hope this is an example of we operate in our lives with little things all day long, right? That don't feel as good as we would ideally like them to feel. And I think when that happens, we can be very dramatic and we can kind of want to throw everything out, right? And say, okay, I don't want to do one-on-one coaching anymore. Whereas the problem so often isn't the one-on-one coaching itself We can take a couple turns of the dial, change this little thing, change that little thing, adjust the pricing here, adjust the boundaries there, and you have a completely different scenario that now feels incredible, and it wasn't that big of a deal. It wasn't that dramatic, but because of the rules and the things that you've resigned yourself to, the things that you have believed had to be the case, were actually the things that were making you, again, unhappy. And so, like I said, just by setting the timer And having this practical practice of checking in with yourself around how you're doing that to yourself can change so, 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 so many things to you. And just another example of this is essentially how we operate on our day-to-day, in our day-to-day lives around time, around commitments, Around what happens what doesn't happen and I know that I have struggled with this Massively and I know that a lot of my clients have as well Specifically clients who you know have families have children and it becomes this thing where we accept chaos we accept that, oh, well, I don't know when the calls are going to be because I don't know what I might have to do that week, that month. Or, you know, I don't know if I'm going to have time to eat lunch because I don't know if somebody's going to need something or I'm going to have to drive my kid to soccer practice or whatever it is. And we kind of operate letting the day Be chaotic. And again, we've resigned ourselves to that chaos. We've resigned ourselves to like, everything is out of my control. And so, fuck it. I'm just going to kind of roll with the punches. And of course, there are going to be things that are out of your control, right? For all of us, no matter what situation you're in, things are going to throw you for a loop from time to time. But I find that so many of us, and again, this includes myself, so many of us kind of refuse to then take control at all instead of saying, okay, this is the way that things are going to go. And you know, when life happens, when something gets off course, okay, I'll adjust accordingly, but I'm at least going to try to control the chaos that I can. Right. So maybe that means setting aside in your calendar, what times you're going to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner, what times you're going to work out again, I'm awful with this, right? Like I sit there and I'm like, okay, I'll work out later. And then if I have time, if I'm, you know, not exhausted, I will. And i I know, I know for a fact it is as simple as putting it in my calendar and just getting it done, right? On Wednesday, I was waiting for the girls to arrive for the retreat. We officially kicked off at 4 p.m. because check-in at that resort is at 3 p.m., right? So I knew that I had a good chunk of things to get done during the day before they got there, and the night before, I was sitting there so anxious and so like, oh my God, I have so many things to do, and all of these things are running through my head, running through my head, and I'm feeling like I'm not going to. Have enough time, and oh my god, I wanted to get a workout in, I wanted to do this, and I wanted to do that, and how am I gonna fit it all in? And this sounds like a stupid thing to say because I consider myself an intelligent, high level woman, but literally, I had to take out my journal and say, okay, I'm going to wake up at this time, and I can get these things done in the next hour, and I'm going to work out at this time, and I'm going to do this little bit of work at this time, and simply by deciding to control the chaos and simply making some decisions, all of a sudden I was literally like, number one, clouds were like lifted off of me. I felt so much lighter, but also I was like, holy shit, I have so much time. I have so much time. And I think what most of us do is we do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. We're multitasking. We're not doing anything well. And then we're again, we're resigning ourselves to like what kind of happens instead of taking control of the day. And so, like I said, I understand that sometimes things do happen, of course, and we're going to roll with the punches when that does happen. But the point that I want to really make to you is that That's different than saying, oh, well, there's chaos. And so fuck it. Let me throw my arms up in the air and act as though I don't, I can't control anything. And there's, of course, there's a balance there, right? And so again, I wanted to do this episode just as a means to remind you to get curious about the way in which you're resigning yourself to rules, resigning yourself to chaos In all things right like even again, just things like oh Well, I have to be on the dating apps if I want to meet somebody right that's what everyone does now And if I want to meet somebody I have to be on the dating apps But like who the fuck says there are a million different options for you to meet people, right? Maybe that's committing to going to a coffee shop a couple times a week. Maybe that's hiring a matchmaker right so on and so forth just get curious about the way in which in every area of your life, specifically the areas that you're really, you know, wrapped up in the outcome, right? Like meaning you want to meet the person, you want to make more money, you want to take control of your time, those things that are gnawing at you essentially, right? The things that you really want in your life and the things that you're really striving for, but where you have some heaviness, commit to on a daily basis being again, the watcher of your thoughts and paying attention to what rules and again, what chaos you're resigning yourself to and the way in which you are acting as though you don't have control over how things happen when you actually do. Right. And again, I know that life happens. I want to be so clear about that. I always want to, you know, I know I have a lot of, um, moms that listen to me. Right. And I know that it can be a thing where, I'd like to believe that I do a fairly decent job of this, but I know that there are a lot of times that women specifically can feel like, Oh God, I don't want to listen to these, you know, childless coaches. I prefer the term child free, but like childless coaches who, you know, Oh, it's so easy for them to say that like, Oh, they don't have a kid so they can do whatever they want. And I have a whole rant about that because I don't think that's true either. But my point is, is that I always do my best to acknowledge that, I don't have children, right? I do this full time. I have a team that works for me. And so sure my life in that way might be more manageable and less chaotic than yours is. Right. But that's still very different than just saying, well, here's my situation and it's chaos. And I'm just not going to try to like really extend control over anything or take control over anything. Right. There's a difference between those things because Again, I have a million things on a daily basis that I could do, that I want to do, that I, the ideas that I have, the people that I could reach out to, so on and so forth. And it doesn't matter like what our situation is necessarily. We all feel that chaos. We all feel that endless list of things that could be done. And so, like I said, I want to respect the fact that you might be in a situation where there's a lot of chaos. There's more chaos than there is in my own life. While at the same time, I would bet. Money that there are things that you could control that you're not controlling right now. And so wherever you can, again, like I said, poke those, poke those beliefs and pay attention to what rules you're living by and what you're resigning yourself to when those things don't actually have to be the case, it's going to put you in such a place of power and such a place of freedom by taking control in that way. And again, I feel like that's something that each and every one of us has the power to do and those micro things, right? Those little teeny tiny things that so often don't feel like a big deal, the turns of the knobs here and there make a world of difference on our quality of life, on our happiness, on our money, all of it. And so I want you to embrace that as much as possible because those little turns of the dial can change everything for you if you choose to take control of those things. Okay. I hope that was helpful. I'll talk to you in the next episode.